And welcome back to the blunt and the base. How are you? Super awesome. It is the day after Christmas. How it was, was your Christmas? Lovely. Well, I mean, was it? I got kind of a big surprise. I uh, my sister got me tickets to go listen to uh, Jordan Peterson speak. So. I uh, that's exciting. I know. Maybe Jordan Peterson will hear our podcast and know that I'm going to come see him in March in Florida. Ooh. Maybe we should do like a a podcast on Jordan Peterson and then we can I tag think that that would be <laughs> such a fun podcast because he is super awesome. I mean, just my personal opinion of him. And what he does. Yeah, I'm a... But, know, I mean, he does have some really good... Um, like, all those quotes that people always share that are Jordan Peterson quotes. I love them. So. I share a bunch of my story, too. Yeah, lot, me too. IG. He always has something good to say. Like... Yeah, I mean, he's an incredibly smart man. He's very insightful and intuitive and... Um, extremely articulate in the way that he communicates. So it's like he's got everything going for him as far as like a passionate um, communicator and leader. So I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good well, Yeah, I was really surprised. Uh, and it's going to be me, my sister, and my sister's friend, and we're all going to go. So uh, I'm like, isn't that a cool way to spend your time? Like, I know a lot of people like concerts and everything, but like in today's day and age, I don't know if I want to listen to some of the music that they're playing. I'd much rather just kind of like build my mind up. <laughs> it yeah, no, I I appreciate that because like whenever I was like in the thick of like my career, um, I mean, all I read was like you know um, leadership books, Napoleon Hill. Um, all of like his stuff so even just like where I would like go and see like you know leaders like that um, anything that could advance me professionally but it ended up advancing me personally too just because of the personal growth that you get from being exposed to that kind of um, material and those kind of people so that's awesome I love it I'm jealous um I had a nice quiet Christmas. It was um really yeah. low key and I love that. Love it. So I am also uh glad that the gift part of it is over cuz with two little kids like they literally will bug you for like the whole month of when can I open my gifts? What I wonder what Santa is getting me and all of that stuff. So. That that is over. Yes, and they have their gifts, and they're super happy, um, yeah. So, we, um, we're going to explore, we're going to start a conversation, we'll see how far this takes us, um, but I thought it was really important with all of the Jeffrey Epstein news coming up again, that uh, we talk about Jeffrey Epstein, um, 
not just, you know, his island. I feel like the media, specifically legacy media, um, probably, I don't know, all media really, fail to talk about the elephant in the room with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and that is who he really was, what he was really doing. Um, yeah, he's, you know, a pedo and obviously a really gross, disgusting person. Um, but there's a bigger issue here that I feel like no one ever wants to talk about. And I want to talk about it. unpack Um, it for us please i know so let's let's talk about real quick why he's in the news again uh the lawsuit this was the 2017 lawsuit that one of jeffrey's victims sued ghislaine maxwell because ghislaine if you don't know she was the one that was pretty much responsible for procuring the underage girls for Jeffrey. And um, so she would go and find them and then she would, you know, get them to procure their friends or more underage girls to come and get massage or give massages to Jeffrey. This is balloons. <laughs> that was weird. Um But anyway, so she was responsible for, like, pretty much orchestrating it all. I guess she was, like, his, you know, um, personal assistant in that aspect, making sure that he had plenty of underage girls that would come and participate in, he called them massages. We know what it was. Um, He was basically sexually assaulting them or... um, you know, getting off all just having looking at underage girls that were in his room that were, you know, touching him in inappropriate ways. So this lawsuit is between one of the victims and Ghislaine. And I don't know if you remember, I think it was like six months ago, they said uh, that, you know, some names were going to get released this is the same lawsuit. And that time around, the judge said that they were going to unseal it because it was in the best um, interest of the public to unseal it, but there were only eight names on there. However, the judge gave the eight people the opportunity to file an injunction and um, stop them from releasing the court documents with the unredacted names. And, of course, that's what happened. Because the people on on these lists are, like, people that have unlimited amounts of money, unlimited amounts of resources. Um, So the judge basically gave the associates or named people in the lawsuit the opportunity to go ahead and fight the release of it. And then it was never released. So here we are again. And the judge is saying that they should unseal the court documents. Again, this is the same lawsuit. It's the 2017 lawsuit. 
And this victim in particular is the one that was pictured with, she also sued Pr Prince Andrew and she won that lawsuit. By the way, she won the lawsuit against Galay and she won the lawsuit against Prince Andrew. This is the the woman that was pictured um, with Prince Andrew. That picture has been like shared countless times. I know yes. you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. You remember that picture? Okay. So um, this is who uh, this victim is. And we're at the same point where the judge is saying they're going to release the names again. They're going to release the court documents associated with this lawsuit with the unredacted version of it, with the exception that if there are any minors listed in it, those names are still going to be um, concealed, obviously. Um, but again, they're giving time for anybody who is on that uh, on those court documents to go ahead and file um and say that you shouldn't be releasing the names so do i think this is gonna happen do you think this is gonna happen i don't think it's gonna happen no i don't think it's gonna happen either um and i know a lot of people like run with the headlines and they're like you know his um associates are finally gonna get released the reality is, is that this is not Epstein's client list. This is 170 names that were associated with this lawsuit. Now, a lot of them could allegedly be potential clients, but it could be other people. Like, I know initially with this same situation that happened like six months ago with the eight names that were there, um, one of the names suspected was Epstein's personal assistant that had like worked for him for years. Um, so again, this this very well could obviously contain um, some people who were actually clients, as we can call them for now, of Epstein's. But the reality is, is that it could be a mix of a lot of different people. Um, Irregardless, I don't think it's going to get unsealed just because of the caliber of people that we're dealing with here. But I think it's important that we still talk about the the issues surrounding um, Epstein himself because I feel like the uh, media never wants to touch I what I believe is the truth behind who Epstein was and what he was actually doing. So... Let's do it. Um, who is Jeffrey Epstein? Isn't he an average kid? Middle class? Never yeah, completed so, college? Nope. He, he doesn't have a college degree. Not that, that that's important, but when you look at it in the scope of what he was supposedly doing for all of these extremely wealthy people, I would think that some type of um, pedigree, some type of education would be important. But he was, you know, born uh, average, middle class, never really excelled at anything, um, never got a college degree, and the his, the beginning of his life was like you know mediocre at best but almost immediately 
people started to see predatory behaviors in him. A lot of people don't know, but he was a teacher, even though he didn't have the um, proper credentials. Um, yes, thank you. Um, even though he didn't have the proper cred credentials, he was a teacher for um, a very short period. Guess why he got, or part of why he got dismissed Please from tell that me. teaching job. He was being inappropriate with the Shut your mouth. students. Shut this your was mouth. Like a high oh my I know. gosh. I would have uh -huh. never guessed. Onward. So, I know. So already we're seeing the beginning um, you know, shapings of a predator. So moving on, what's really weird is that he has like all of these like weird odd jobs, you know, financial things. I think he was really good at networking and like kind of working his way, connecting with people, convincing people that he um could do he was probably a really good professional bullshitter. Um, because he got into the financial world. He had a few jobs that um, really didn't go anywhere. He got, I think he got um, fired from um, his first job for like unethical behavior. Is that another shocker? You know, and then he had a few. It kind of reminds me after us doing our uh, series on Twin Flame that dude like you know what I mean like it, it can go either way that I, I don't know if he's uh the guy was a sociopath you know leading that cult but I mean just you know just an, another situation that the behaviors are a lot alike very manipulative yes controlling you know delegating people mm -hmm. to do their dirty work uh don't care who it affects uh, do what I say. Um, right. I mean, at least that's what I'm noticing as we go through and uh, kind of go through this uh, left way of. So this this is very true. He he does have a lot of like obviously narcissistic tendencies. Like he has this grandiose idea of himself, um, even though there's not a whole lot of substance to him. But he would make other people believe yes. that you know there was. Uh, so he had like some consulting, some financial consulting jobs again, which is mind boggling to me because I was in the financial world for, um, over 12 years. You, you have to have, like, you have to follow, um, very stringent guidelines. Um, you know, if like, if when you're dealing with investments, when you're dealing with like any type of like, um, bigger money like there is an ethical moral code there's you know um standards that you have to follow to make sure that you are you're kept in check uh and like there again there's a lot of systems in place too to like um i guess mitigate against any type of like fraud or anything like that and what is so wild to me is that he had no real experience in the financial world, but he was working with people that could go out. They had so much money, like um, Les Wexner, for instance, is one of the people that he was a consultant for. 
Do you know who left where? Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure you could inform me. <laughs> I can. So Les um, was the CEO of Victoria's Secret for a long time. Are you uh, or Bath and Body Works, Victoria's Secret? So the the company that um, owns those companies. The, the one, the, ba Bath and Body Works too, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. So where he actually lives like an hour from Les lives like an hour where I live. I've always wanted to like go and have like a day trip and go and see because um, Epstein did um, procure and assault girls on that same property. He lived like in a house behind Les's big mansion. Um, but we're talking about a guy that's got like billions of dollars that has unlimited resources that could find anybody in the world to be his financial consultant. And he chooses Jeffrey. I mean, he he was a master manipulator. I mean, all you have to you don't necessarily have to have a degree in anything if you can pretend to know everything about it, whether you were educated in it or not. It's it's quite the talent, like you know what I mean, yeah. like. But then, at some point, are you producing results? Well, you don't. Because I mean, I'm sure um, that. Well, I would imagine eventually, like, like he obviously was a smart enough guy. He might not have had you know, uh, education in it, but through enough tri trial yeah. and error, I'm sure that and other tips that he saw from other people. I mean, this would just be this is the only way that it, it would have continued i mean at some point he had to uh, have done something to get these people or he knew these people were doing certain things and he was holding it over their head i don't know bingo i'm not sure bingo, bingo. see because you don't have to have an education necessarily to be good and right. like the financial world um but you do when you're dealing with people people look at like your portfolio what like what your experiences um when you're dealing with people of this caliber we're talking about this kind of money that less wexner would have been like you know um dealing with as far as investments are concerned and you got a guy that's got like no track record um and this is where it doesn't make logical sense to me. And then the relationship with Les ended up in, in a situation where um, Les never like formally like sued him or anything. But uh, what allegedly happened was that Epstein swindled him out of like, you know, lots and lots and lots of money. Well. But it gets better. We're going to talk about one more financial um, job because I think this one is really crucial. Um, and so he made friends with a guy named Stephen Hoffenberg. 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 So Stephen, I forgot the name of the company. Let me see. I think I wrote it down. Okay. So Stephen founded Towers Financial and he hires Epstein to come and work for him well don't you know that you know years into it Stephen ends up getting arrested because he pulled off the biggest 
Ponzi scheme in American history. Who helped him do Epstein. this? Jeffrey Epstein. Do you know Jeffrey came out unscathed because he had left right before um, Hoffenberg was arrested for this? I didn't. Jeffrey, completely unscathed. Stephen Hoffenberg served 18 of his 20-year sentence. I wonder, where, I wonder where he is now. He passed away, and we're going to talk about his death later on because we can probably do a whole show on the mysterious death around Jeffrey's associate. But I think the most important thing about um, Stephen and Jeffrey's relationship is that this is where uh, Stephen Hoffenberg was very vocal about um, what he really, truly thought. And he was obviously privy to Jeffrey's life because they were, you know, associates for a long time. Um, and he was still like in contact with Jeffrey. But Stephen um, talks openly about Jeffrey's connection to Israel. And the fact that he believed that Jeffrey allegedly was a spy for Israel. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I didn't realize it was that deep on on that, like that oh, story. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've heard bits and pieces, but I, I guess I had never uh, had it dumbed down to me enough for me to realize. Okay, so Hoffenberg was very adamant and very vocal about the fact that he believed that Jeffrey was deep into the intelligence rank. And the more that you think about this and the more you think about um, Jeffrey's life, and the amount of money this man allegedly had and was just throwing around, this would make so much sense. And that brings us to Jeffrey's connections to Israel. So, obviously, Jeffrey and Ghislaine were partners in crime. Well, do you know anything about Ghislaine's Oh, yes, father? Robert. Yes. So Robert Maxwell, big British media tycoon, but he was also a Mossad source. So Mossad is the Institute for Intelligence and Special Operations um, in Israel. Obviously. Yes. Since, yes. Hence why uh, Hoffenberg uh, believes that. Epstein was a this was uh, one of the big, okay. the, one of the big connection. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about Robert Maxwell. Obviously, Jeffrey and Robert are like this because Jeffrey and Ghislaine are like this, basically partners in crime. Um, and Robert Maxwell was a very, very wealthy man. Um, and he had this connection with it. But then you go on to see, and there's a lot of other um, people that Jeffrey, the same circles that he ran into, the people that he had connections with. But the other big one um, 
that people mention often when we're talking about this potential um, intelligence connection to Israel is um, Adnan, I don't know how you say his last name, Khashoggi, Khashoggi maybe. Um, this guy is a big deal though. And he was an associate of Jeffrey's because this guy was um, a defense contractor and arms dealer for... That's right. That's right. So when you look at, when you just look at that from like a high level, and then you look at Jeffrey's life, because I mean, we could go into all of his like, you know, careers and the fact that he was like a financial advisor for these very, very wealthy people. And he basically had no experience with it. Um, no credentials behind it, um, but he had an unlimited amount of wealth and virtually no explanation for so, it. So, what I mean, to a logical question, what does this? Well, look I mean, like? just like you know, kind of listening to you talk about it and the connections, I kind of see. Well, the Ponzi scheme. I don't think it was ever about the money. For Epstein, I feel like he already had the money because he has Robert, which has an unlimited amount of of money. Like they're already associated at this time during the Ponzi scheme. Well, he uh, so his Ponzi scheme was like his second. I'm trying to think when Robert came into his life. I'm not really sure. I think he, whenever he was like in the Ponzi scheme thing, he was still working his way through um, Trump probably building more connections with other people and then ultimately landing um into you know the this last position where he was well why much... would uh if that was the case hoffenberger uh i mean he wouldn't have thought that he was a uh a uh a israel spy then because he had no connections yet well he right oh well, he did have some, but he wasn't. So Hoffenberg stayed in. Um, he was still in contact even with while he Jeffrey. got in like, prison. Even after, I be, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was after he was imprisoned. I don't know about that. I can't confirm or deny that. Now you're gonna make me look into that. I'm just trying to uh, get a connection because if the. The reason I say I don't feel like it was about the money because there was already yeah. money like around like why go and do it illegally when you already have money, you know, and you already are a business consultant, right? You know what I mean? It's, it, it's more like uh, like uh, some na narcissistic uh, ways of controlling people, maybe getting dirt on important people getting you know what Free i mean power. like because oh, if yeah. you know things about people it's easier to control them because i mean if people are doing things that they're not supposed to be doing they will go out of their way to not get caught for that whatever it looks like i mean and yeah. so i think that epstein was really good at convincing people uh like hey you could trust me like i get it you have a dirty side so do i let's do the you know what i mean like i think that it, like it was not just yeah. in the uh aspect of 
uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, uh, raping girls. I think it was bigger even than that. Uh, absolutely. This is what this is what uh, I ultimately am going to get to. Absolutely, it was, and this is what also the media largely ignores the bigger connection here um, with it. And I, f I forgot to mention, too, like, as he's, like, building all these connections and as people are seeing, because it wasn't just Hoffenberg that would attest to the fact, that, you know, they thought he, Jeffrey was deep in the intelligence world. He also, Jeffrey also um, made a large investment in an Israeli startup. Um, and this Israeli startup uh, company was connected to the Israeli defense industry. And it was led by a former IDF chief of staff, which is the Israeli defense. Like, Crazy. this is. Hello? Like, you, and you can make all of these like little connections as like you dig into his life and dig into actual facts out there that you can um, connect him with, people that you can connect him with, people that are known associates of his. Um, the, all of this stuff is like stacking up and it's like how can you read through this stuff and not start to connect I think that uh, on our next uh, episode what we'll do is we'll, we'll make you a little chart uh, so that way you can see the connections uh, of Epstein and the people that he had in his life and that he uh, conversed with so you can see how it all connects you know just for the fun of it maybe we'll see of course, I, I want Amy to make it because she's so talented. I I'm bored, and then I will start connecting the dots. So, um, we can wrap up this uh, this conversation. And then I can see that we're gonna have to go into like maybe at least one, maybe two more. But um, but I say all of this to say that um. This is what I believe, and I'm just going to do a teaser because I'm not going to get too deep into it and talk about all of the other supporting evidence, but this is what I believe. I believe that Epstein's island was ultimately the biggest honey trap, and Epstein was working for, allegedly working for, Israeli intelligence collecting blackmail on all of the people, all anybody who was anybody. I believe that that island was the biggest honey trap, and that's exactly what he was doing out there. So, return to the next. And on next week. And on next week's episode, I am going to dig even deeper into more supporting evidence and talk about more of his uh, predatory behavior. We have to address his relationship with Trump as well, because this is the biggest thing that people get. And this is what I don't understand. When we talk about um, predators, sex traffickers, pedophiles, um, this should not be a political thing at all. Politics should never come into the conversation because 
everybody should give a damn about whether children are being trafficked and molested and raped and used and abused. I don't care who you are. And the other thing that I will say is that if Trump were on that list, Trump should be treated the same way every other client would should be treated. And you know how I feel about the um, how pedophiles mm-hmm. should be treated. Um, so there is no and I and you feel the same way. And most of the people that I know that are conservatives will say the same damn thing that if Trump were on that list, he should be treated the same way. There is no mercy for anybody. I don't care who you are. Um, and lastly, if Trump were on that list, right, we'd already have it. That have been a done deal. That's all that. That's all that needed to be done. They would have sacrificed every person out there just to crucify Trump. They would have done it in a heartbeat. They would have just said, we're cutting our losses because we can persecute this man. And this will be the end of him. I firmly believe that too. So, well, until right, this is a good start to the discussion, and I can't wait <laughs> to continue this because I get so excited. Because anyway, all right, let's stop it. Okay. Well, until <laughs> next ep- episode, we shall yeah. see y'all next week. And come back for the rest of the and have a super awesome week.